Welcome to Gears Action Growth, shifting business cultures one conversation at a time. My name is Christy Mori, and I am usually joining Dr. Josephine Palermo, whose superpower is to transform organizations team by team. This week, we have a special episode where Dr. Josephine Palermo is interviewing Ellis Hoxa of Westwood Knight Accounting on his recommendations for small and medium businesses on post-recovery after lockdown. Hope you find value in it. Hi, Alice. Lovely to see you. Um, today we have Alice Hoxer from Westwood Knight, and he's an accountant. And we're going to talk about everything that business owners need to know about government support and business recovery. And this is so important at the moment as businesses are, you know, seeing at the end of seeing months and months of restrictions. And, and really needing to pivot again into a more recovery stage. So thank you very much for being with us today, Alice. Really appreciate your time. I know you're super busy. No, thanks for having me, Jo. Great. All right. Well, look, I'm going to get started with the first question. Um, could you give people an idea of the government support that's still available in the next few months? Yeah, so as uh, some people might have heard in the news, um, there's been a significant amount of um, government support for, for business. Um, so going back to, to May when um, the federal government announced uh, uh, the JobKeeper scheme um, and the Cash Boost scheme. So um, those two uh, uh, supports are still, are still available. Um, so in, in addition to, to the federal government support, um, the, the state governments have chipped in a fair, a significant amount as well. And obviously um, with the further lockdowns, uh, Vic, Victoria's uh, really uh, contributed a fair bit as well. So um, from, from, from the federal government, um, we've, we've, we still have the, the JobKeeper scheme going. Uh, there was an extension. Um, a, a while back now, um, and in that extension, uh, they extended the JobKeeper scheme to to March. Um, now, uh, a lot of people think that because they didn't register at the start, that you know they kind of missed out. However, you can still uh, can jump into to the scheme um, uh, at any time. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, so on top of that, there's been a, lot, a whole lot of different measures uh, from, from subsidies to uh, apprenticeships, uh, the, the cash boost. So that, that is uh, washed through the BAS. So anyone that uh, lodges a business activity statement and employs people uh, will be eligible for that. Um, and uh, yeah, there's been, there's been a, a lot of different other measures. So the, the Victorian government about a month ago released their third um, package uh, supporting business and also a lot of targeted uh, support to different industries like the hospitality industry, the entertainment industry um, and uh, a, a whole raft of other measures in, in, including deferrals and, and subsidies uh, to, to different measures. So when you say deferrals, what do you, what do you mean, Alice? Yeah, so the, the, so the, the state government um, 
has introduced deferrals for, for payroll tax, for example, or um, uh, land tax. So uh, obviously there's a, there's a few different measures into that package. That was a $3 billion package. So um, you, you would have to jump on the Victorian government website and I can provide you all the links as well. Oh, um, fantastic. For the people listening um, and they can see themselves. Uh, because, they, like I said, it covers a whole, a whole different raft of, of businesses, including sole traders, uh, employing businesses, uh, entertainment, uh, hospitality. There's grants for outdoor uh, dining, mm -hmm. uh, for, for businesses to pivot. So there, there's, uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. And they're still going through. So we should see uh, a lot of this business support going up all the way to the end of March. Right. So, and after that, there was also some new measures uh, introduced in the federal uh, budget, uh, which will uh, in include some subsidies for a certain age range to, to employ people um, that have not been in work. So, so is that younger workers? Yes, it is up to uh, 18 to 29. Right. And that have been on job seeker. So there's a, there's a few yeah. uh, uh eligibility criteria there, but uh, uh, it, it does help to employ people that have been out of work and that in a certain age bracket, and you will get a subsidy for, for hiring those people. Okay. It, there's so much, so much out. It, it's very hard to, as a business owner, to, go, to even understand where do I start. What about for people that maybe um, weren't able to get um, funding before or were rejected before, what would you advise those people to do? So I, I advise those people to speak to their accountants straight away. Um, uh, in saying that, what, what the feedback we've had is there's some accountants that uh, are not really doing much for their clients, so which is a bit uh, which is a bit of a surprise and a bit a bit annoying because. Um, accountants are meant to be there to support their, their clients. So um, what, I, what I would suggest, that would be the first port of call. And yeah. if um, there's uh, also different, um, uh, different websites that, uh, again, I'll, I'll, I'll provide you the links. Yes. That could be the next port of call. And uh, the business owners can have a look at that and to see if they are eligible for any of or think they may be eligible. Mm. They can use that information to, to call their accountant or their financial advisor to say, hey, you know what, I, I think that I might be eligible for this. Can you look further into, into that? So first port of call would be your own accountant. Second port of call would be have a look at the websites. Third port of call, um, maybe find someone else that can help you out if you don't understand. Mm. Because I imagine that... Um because there's a lot of different, um, you know, schemes and there's been changes that something could have changed as well. So it's kind of worth going back to maybe ask that question again, even if you have maybe not been eligible before. Yeah, that's, that's definitely correct. Um, I think we're up to over $350 billion in support so far. So that is, that is a bigger and uh, business will be paying for that for, for a long time. Um, uh, you know, for the next 10 years at least. So first, um, the, the first uh, measures we introduced back in, back at the end of March, um, that was the federal government. Then in August, the federal government extended JobKeeper 
the state government on their third package. Um, and then we had the federal budget. So in this whole time, uh, there's been a lot of changes. Uh, so yeah. it, it's very hard to keep on top of it all. So, and you wouldn't expect a business owner to, to, to keep on top of it all. That's right. That's right. And that's why the, the accountant is so important. But as you're saying, not all accountants are equal. So yeah. if you don't get the answer you need from your accountant, you need to go somewhere else, basically. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's, it's uh, very disappointing to see that in the community, but, uh, yeah. Fantastic. And, and what are some of the ways in which uh, you've seen clients sort of um, really um, use some of the support and pivot their businesses and, you know, perhaps kind of move into a more financially viable situation? What have you seen? So through through the through through the whole uh, pandemic, we've seen business um, be resilient and uh, re pivot and 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 try to to uh, earn that revenue that they missed um, where where they would be open. So a uh, few instances we've seen is business uh, have, a, a, have, have uh, adapted to technology. So we've seen a lot of businesses going to e-commerce. Um, and the other side is, we've seen that uh, other side of the spectrum is people were going back to, back to basics. So if I can share with you, there, there was a client of ours um, that is a, a milk distributor. So they, they've gone back to providing a milk to your door solution where right. they, they first started 30 years ago. So they, they brought back the milkman. Wow. Um, it's fabulous. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic to see. So, um, and uh, I've, I've used the service myself and, and it's, it's really great to see that, um, that person handing over your, your milk and your dairy products uh, and uh, staying away from the supermarkets. Yeah. And on, uh, in the business adaptation, it's not just e-commerce, but we've also seen the fitness industry, for example, going to online classes. Uh, and successfully do that, uh, and I've seen that firsthand from mm. from clients. So, technology and going back to basics, I think, are the two the two areas um, that that businesses really adapted. A third area, and with government support, the government is really trying to push businesses to outdoor dining in the hospitality yeah. space. So, uh, with with some government support as well. So, I, I think in the next. 12 months we'll see a lot more outdoor dining in Melbourne. Yeah, which will be um, wonderful for the vibrancy of the city. We'll just have to get used to the cold weather when we're uh, <laughs> doing the that. weather and the four seasons. Here. That's right. That's right. The umbrella has to be handy. But, but yeah, so, so, so there's, there's, um, that support will come in the way of um, grants that help businesses create that space outside. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there, there's there's some some government support there from the Victorian government um, as they announced in the three billion dollar package in about a, a about a month ago and that's live uh, and hasn't expired so if if there's anyone out there in the hospitality space uh, that has a restaurant and mm. has the capacity to do outdoor dining these support there yeah yeah okay and um, if, when we talk about different industries. Alice, I know that some industries have been 
affected in different ways through the whole, you know, through this whole kind of pandemic experience. And, and I'm sure that will continue because we're obviously going into the, you know, kind of the, the, we're still in the impact of that and the aftermath of that impact. What, what do you think are some of the industries that um, maybe have performed better or will perform better in, in these circumstances? Yeah, another very interesting uh, thing that we are seeing, there's been certain industries that have really thrived and performed much better um, than before the pandemic. Uh, one industry is the food industries. So what we're seeing is a lot more people staying at home, uh, buying uh, food from the supermarkets, the supermarkets, the, the butcher shop, the, the fruit and veg uh, shop, the... And that goes back to the farmer. Um, yes. So the agriculture industry, the food industries are really doing well. Farmers are getting better prices for their product. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it is great to see, um, uh, you know, these industries really doing well when, um, you know, in the, in the middle of a pandemic. So, yeah, exactly. And are there any industries that you feel like are being left out? left out of the the funding and stuff like that no not not really i think um i think the government have really done well uh, especially the federal government have really done well with um with with their support so there hasn't been any discrimination um i think there was uh one i think they ended up uh, pulling out child child care centers out of uh, the JobKeeper scheme. So yeah. I didn't really quite understand that or why they'd done that. But I think that's the only industry that we've seen that have been left out of something. Right, right. And just in that, I guess, um, you know, I, even with support, there's still been quite a lot of pain felt by business and a lot of anxiety about the future, etc. cetera. Um, how do you see the future for small and medium-sized businesses? Yeah, it's it's um, interesting you 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 note that because um, at the start of the the pandemic we were, we were working seven days um, we had clients pulling every day because they they there was a lot of uncertainty um, and then as the government support came out uh, businesses uh, were, were much much better they felt much better about the future uh, unfortunately I feel uh, I feel there's going to be a, a long recovery. It's not going to happen straight away. We might get that initial burst. Mm. However, I think small to medium business will, will, will suffer for a long time. Mm. Um, but on top of that, in previous recessions, what we have seen is regional areas thrive. So uh, uh, people do tend to move away from the city. Yeah. Um, so regional area property businesses do tend to do a lot better than, um, than, than, than the city. However, as I mentioned before, the government has done, especially the federal government, have done really well with the government support. So I do think we will be much better off than other countries um, that are probably on the same level as us, the UKs, the, the uh, Canada, the, the US. I think we will come out of it better than, than those countries. However, we will, we will see the effect of COVID for a long time. Mm. So, so, so I guess it's a it's a matter of 
um, feeling a little bit cautious, but 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 really understanding that there's a lot of support and we can we can make use of that support, and that with everyone being supported, there's still going to be kind of the, an economy that that is buoyant in some ways. That's kept buoyant, kept afloat, maybe. I think so. And the other thing is, businesses really need to adapt to the yeah. situation as well. So I think what we will see is we won't see that that. Um, I guess, online presence, we might see a hybrid. So businesses really need a, you know, any any um, uh, shortfall in revenue, we need to find that through through services. Or So businesses really need to be, uh, you know, stay on their toes and, and, and utilise those uh, other revenue streams to, to, to catch up on that, that missed revenue. So, mm. I think, that, I think that is a very important point to, to make. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Alice. It's actually something that I've been thinking about too in terms of when, when, when um, you know, for, for my business, when we came into the, the, the sort of the height of the pandemic when it first started, the first thing I was thinking about was how do I recover? I just have to kind of bunker down and recover. But now I'm thinking if I actually take my eye off the growth ball, if I take my eye off opportunities, I'm going to miss opportunities to grow as well. And so there's a kind of conflict in a way because I need to get back to where I was, but I also need to make sure that I'm still looking for those new opportunities. Yeah, exactly right. Um, you know, there's the, the travel industry will have to look at um, promoting to to the, 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 the local. Um, yeah. You know the the Victoria, uh, the 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 Victorian travel industry will have to look at promoting to Victorians and and such instead of counting on that that international um, uh, on the international people coming through. And obviously, uh, Victorians hopefully will will stay in Victoria and spend money in Victoria to help those businesses. Yeah, as well. exactly, exactly. Um, I wanted to uh, before we wrap up. Alice, I wanted to ask you a question, just going back to something you spoke about before, because you mentioned there's some new support for sole traders, and it would be remiss of me not to talk about sole traders. So yeah. can you just go into a little bit of detail in terms of what you think um, people who are sole traders or sole entrepreneurs need to be aware of, and in terms of, you know, what the outlook is for them? Yep. So they... Uh, I think we with with sole traders. So going back to that grant, it's a three thousand dollar grant from the from the state government. Um, there's a few eligibility criteria to that. You have to be registered for GST, and you have to be leasing out a property of some sort, right. a commercial property. Um, so that that's the catch there. Um, if you don't meet that criteria, and you are a sole trader, and you uh, employing sub sub uh, sole traders, so there's some sole traders that employ people. Yes. Um, there's other support there for you as well. So there's a business support grant, a ten thousand dollar grant from um, from from the state government. Uh, uh, on top of that, I think I think with sole traders, like like any other business, they will have to adapt and 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 try to get back on their toes as quickly as possible. But one thing is, a lot of the sole traders are in the building and construction industry, and it's one of the industries that we've seen that hasn't been impacted as much. So 
hopefully we see them back get get back on their toes as quickly. Oh, okay. Is that right? So you haven't really seen that the slowdown in that sector at, at all? No. So the, I, I, I think uh, uh, building and construction were real, only really um, restricted in the last uh, rollout of restrictions. And even then, most of them were able to still work in the building and construction industry. So... Um, it's it's good to see because you know they are the backbone of uh, of our economy. Absolutely. Um, and I think uh, with with so the the first home buyers grant has been um, has been helped through the federal government. So the extra twenty five thousand dollars if you build. So that's a total of thirty five grand in Melbourne and forty five grand in um, regional Victoria. So. Oh wow. Really, that has really boosted um, boosted the the building and construction industry. I was just uh, I'm, I'm originally from Shepparton, so uh, just talking to people back there, there's no land uh, available in Shepparton. Is that region. right? Exactly right. So the the property market there is red hot, um, and then we look back in Melbourne, it's a completely different picture. So. Um, and we were talking to some build, building companies there. They've sold the amount of houses they sell in a year, in a month. Amazing. So I, I think it will be a very busy period in the next 12 months for, for, for that uh, particular industry. Mm. So maybe a lot of green changes. So, so interesting that, that that's the other way of adapting, isn't it? Normally, for example, if, if, if you weren't thinking about regional Victoria, now's a good time to start thinking about it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we 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 do tend to see that in in previous recessions, uh, the eighty five recession, the Great Depression, uh, a lot of people tend to move away from the city because it's cheaper to live in regional Victoria. Yes, uh, housing is much cheaper. So that that is just a consequence of recessions. It's uh, and it happens every single time. So. And I guess the other the other trend that's been accelerated is the working from home trend because we actually have you you know the internet enabled household now, and so so that's that's probably another reason why regional Victoria becomes a viable solution for people as well. Well, you know, I, I look at myself in the last six months, so I, I haven't seen a client. Um, uh, so it doesn't matter if I was in Melbourne or Hong Kong, I could still, I could still work. So uh, I think that that will mean that a lot of people, if they can work from home or work from a, a space that is not close to their, their uh, principal place of employment, um, uh, they, they will do that if it's a yeah. cheap option. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so there you go. And that's a great plug for co-working spaces like Iron Spaces. But, but, but in all seriousness, I think it's interesting. It kind of goes back to what you were talking about before. Adapting is actually about kind of taking up new technologies, but also going back to basics. And I think working close to home or working, you know, in your neighbourhood or at home is about kind of going back to basics anyway, you know, not spending the time and the stress and the money on commuting, not not kind of having a smaller environmental footprint yep. for ourselves as well. So there's a there's a benefit to that. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, ex exactly right. So 
I think, um, um, yeah, you're on the money there. <laughs> So, all right. Well, look, thank you, Alice. I just wanted to say, was there anything else that maybe we didn't talk about or any advice like that you want to just wrap up on? Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's um, very important for small business owners to really know uh, what is out there. And if they don't, go in and seek the advice and, and, and find out what you are eligible for. Um, because the, the the government is doing a lot to, to ramp small to medium medium business up and they, they're giving away money. Um, uh, so use that to adapt to to get your business back up and running. Yeah. Uh, you, you will need to adapt, stay on your toes. And uh, yeah, go customer service is, is number one at the end of the day. Yes, those relationships. Great. Thank you so much, Alice. I really appreciate your time. I know that, um, that you know, t getting a hold of you is sometimes a bit tricky. So thank you so much. And we'll put the links at the bottom of this um, video so people can kind of go to those links. And then we'll make sure we put your details there too, so that if people want to contact you, if they're not happy with their own accountant, we can actually send them your way. Yeah. No All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone, and special thanks to Ellis Hoxha for sharing all his financial knowledge today. Let us know if this episode helped you. And we really want to know, so please send us your comments and questions at Josephine at gearforgrowth.biz and Ellis's details for his accounting practice is in the description below. Bye for now.